0: Creed's tenth entry and I'm thoroughly confused. When I first met the cousins, we went up the mountain on what I assumed was a mission to rescue a little girl from a madman. And I suppose that's what we did. But we saw some strange things on that journey. I logged them down, we brought home the girl, and that was that. But we did such a good job that we got called upon yet again to venture southward on a diplomatic mission. And what do we find? More of the same strange damn things we found on the mountain. You see, we came across an old monastery of uh, the Giants from back
1: in the wartime. It looks like the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars. It funnels down to the center where instead of a Sarlacc, you can see the stone peak of a belfry tower completely sunken in the soil. It had sunken deep
0: into the ground, so only the belfry tower poked up. We were foolish enough to explore inside. We found some books and
1: things. The book details a little bit about the tieflings. In his learnings, you, he writes a little bit about how like, twisted and evil he thinks they were. And uh, he writes about them as if they were heartless and soulless creatures, basically. And while we were down there, we encountered a
0: ritual circle similar to what we found at the Madman Shack up on the mountain,
1: except this one was lit up and humming. Almost directly in the center of the sanctuary, you see something similar to, like, four whale bones erected in a circle like menacing claws. They stand 20 feet in the air, looming over a center pit, which appears to hum and distort the air around it like heat waves. It's almost hypnotizing the longer you stare at it.
0: Turns out there was a giant who came wandering down some time ago to find his father's old writings. He said the tieflings had created the ritual circle and also used a spell to sink the monastery.
1: I read about this. Once you start tampering with this, you cannot stop. Look at me now. We saw no sign of tieflings when we
0: were up on the mountain, so it seems strange to me that there would be two of these same ritual circles. Anyway, although the circle brought the giant good health, it also made him crazy. The attack attacked off. so Madge put a quick end to the giant, and then he put a quick end to the ritual circle.
1: You motion for the others to step back, and you just heave this axe as if you were going to fell a tree in a single blow, and right at the base of one of these bones, it just cuts right through it, and suddenly there's almost a suction as this aura from this pit collapses in on itself, and all the flies drop to the floor, and all is still. Then we flooded the monastery
0: with marsh waters, and here we are, left with few to no answers. But, Shina plans on reading through the giant's personal journal, so maybe she'll learn a thing or two from that. I'm just glad to be out of that spooky place. And I hope that's the last ritual circle we encounter
1: on our journey. Time to Die Podcast Network presents The Giant's March. The road is long, but the world is small.
2: Cena is probably um, reading the journals at this point. Um, she's just basically going over and I guess annotating them? Or like taking her own notes in her own little book? Okay. I don't really see... There's not really any specifics on this, which is probably good, but... There's this page that was torn out and I think that we might have made a mistake in flooding it before we got to rescue some of the books.
3: What makes you say that, cousin?
2: I don't know. I, w- I wish that we had gotten a chance to learn more about what this place once was and then what it turned into. But also, I feel like this is one of those curiosity killed the cat kind of situations.
3: I'm starting to wonder if our... my need for vengeance is starting to get the best of us. Perhaps it would be best to just return home.
2: Part of me is agreeing with you, but also part of me is saying, well, we already made it this far.
3: You are correct. Perhaps it is important that we complete this mission of sorts.
2: There's no point in just turning around now.
3: My concern is that we will continue to run into... More of these are natural things, and I have to, by right, destroy them. And I worry that that will put you in danger, and also feared us. The fat part I am definitely less concerned for, though. <laughs> Bogdana, I am neutral upon. Maybe we were put here to be put at odds with these things,
4: to rid the world of them.
3: This is probably true. There is probably a reason I was brought here, so I suppose we shall slay it together.
1: To use perhaps an analogy that you may identify with, if you were to go hunting and you saw your prey, it may not be advantageous to slay it in that very moment. It may be better to find that it goes to a more convenient location or... A place where you can see your sights more clearly. Do you have to destroy evil in that very moment, or can you wait for a more opportune time when you have learned more information?
3: This is a fair argument. I just think back to the parable that I told Sina about the woodcutter who broke his leg. No matter what are you thinking... ...is causing these aberrations, Sina.
2: This isn't any kind of magic that I'm really familiar with. I think that's definitely tied back to the Tieflings... ...but maybe not quite in the way that we think. Maybe the Tieflings were chasing a giant. I don't... ...I don't know. I think that really the only thing that we can do is continue... ...and finish what we started whatever that means
0: from what I understood the tieflings are supposed to be in captivity right now by
4: the dwarves you think the dwarves sent them here
2: perhaps
4: a long time has passed since that arrangement had taken hold perhaps uh, an agreement was made
3: perhaps the tieflings have gone out (laughs) on their own I'm learning to take nothing at face value we are dealing with the magic most unnatural. It is not of this place. We would be well to be careful. The, uh,
1: little gnome <clears throat> in Cena's pocket or wherever he has been placed.
2: He's probably, like, hanging onto my hair. Like, sitting on my shoulder or something.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says, uh, mm-hmm. I don't have much to do with politics. All I know is, if you guys got to turn around, I'm just going to keep on going to Skazicus because I promised the people back home that they would be getting supplies here soon, and i got to do my part. But I do appreciate you bringing me this far.
2: I don't think that we're going to end up turning around.
1: Well, near as I can tell, all the tieflings are very nice folk.
2: You've had dealings with the tieflings before?
1: Well, yeah, that's why I'm going to Skazicus, because you saw that watchtower village back there. That's what I'm going to try to do for my hometown. We go serve the tieflings at Skazicus, and they send supplies back home as payment, and then the town's taken care of, and all the families there can finally get some clothes
3: on their back. I remember you telling us about this. I am wary that this deal is as good as you say it is. Well, I'm not afraid of working. I mean, not much for cooking, but
1: I can carry trays, I can make beds, I till the ground, I don't care. I may even invent a thing or two for them. Heard they pay good money for those cameras that you broke back in the town.
4: Are there any others that you know that have gone to work for them and have returned?
1: Well, I don't know any personally, I've just seen what you know comes of it. They say that when the recruiters came by the rumor has it that you only need one or two people from your town to go then they just take care of everything from there
3: so I don't got family anymore friend I would be wary of any deal so good it needs recruiters
2: if living in the city has taught me one thing it's that anything that sounds too good to be true probably is
1: Well, the gnomes don't take much for sides, especially in wartime. We've always been pretty neutral, so... We've always dealt with the tieflings, and here we are today. I reckon it's been fine. Probably. Mm. Also, to ask of so
4: few of each village to come...
1: is a rather strange proposition. I suppose I didn't think about that. Maybe my work's gonna be harder than I imagined. (laughs) I hope I don't have to go down to the mines. There is a good chance that you will.
2: Then let us at least go with you. If we get there and the work isn't what you expect, or they're going to send you down into the mines, then we can advocate on your behalf for your other skills.
1: Well, can't say I wouldn't mind some giants on my side.
2: (laughs) You've got these giants on your side at least.
1: All right. But, uh, you'll understand if I don't want to stand too close to you if, you know, you start to stir up some trouble. Oh, yes. I know you tieflings don't like you none.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We won't be the ones stirring up trouble, don't worry. At least I won't be. I don't start fights, but I do finish them when necessary. Just letting you know.
1: I just don't want to get stepped on.
2: You won't get stepped on. If a fight starts, I'll pick you up again.
1: Yeah, just throw me into some bushes off in the distance. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting stepped on. Seems like a quick way to go. <laughs>
2: don't don't think like that. That's that's horrible.
4: Don't worry, you'll be safe in my pocket. <laughs> I kind of pat him on the pocket ow, there. Ow.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I've only twice forgotten you when I wild shaped. I will not forget a third. <laughs>
1: Yeah, my leg's just starting to recover. I don't need another fall like that. The campfire crackles as the night wears on, and uh, I think the bard at least starts to fall asleep while everybody's conversing. Um, I think Bogdana's gonna take the first watch again.
4: Yeah, I'm going to um, go to Sina. Um, cousin, uh, may I ask something of you? Of course perhaps we could use this knight to um well uh, and I hand over my spear
2: oh yes
4: Um, I don't really know how this works
2: Basi- so basically I take it and I do what's basically a prolonged spell on it uh, the spell lasts as long as I do so if I'm not dead the infusion will continue uh
4: be greatly appreciative
2: oh it's no problem cousin uh, and she'll address this like the circle at large and she goes if my infusions fail then something is very wrong
4: I will take note thank you I too have something that will take me long into the night
2: what are you doing
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> <sighs> I have to giggle because Kim's not here <laughs>
4: back in my old uh, druid circle I, I noticed some of the, um, the elders had this uh, ability to watch from afar and um, see into the activities of those who were not present I've been trying to figure this out and it was taking some time I'm just experimenting with certain components and things and trying to find out what works proving to be much more difficult than I
2: imagined. That makes a lot of sense.
4: It will definitely put me at ease to know um, how they are faring there and what they are up to. Sometimes I think they are the cause of my troubled dreams.
2: Really? You think that they have it in for you that much? Hmm.
4: Maybe not in such a uh, malicious way. But sometimes I do feel a cold wind and, and the fear overcomes me. To be completely honest, I did I did not uh, ask permission to take leave with you all.
2: Is it really that big of a deal to them?
4: It's the only occurrence that I'm aware of of someone leaving the circle. Wow. At first, I thought this was just going to be, you know, a trip of just a couple weeks. But, uh, I don't know how long this is going to take. And at this point, I don't even know if I'm going to go back once this is concluded.
2: Oh. We'll be sure to keep an eye out.
4: Hopefully, if my research goes well. I will be able to keep an eye out. I hope so. Thank you, cousin.
2: You're welcome.
4: And, uh, Ferdas is gonna go over to the fire and start, um, getting things out of his bag and sort of start fucking with all the stuff and trying to figure things out.
1: Okay.
2: And, uh, just for the record, your returning weapon, uh, if this is a simple or martial weapon that can be thrown... Uh, you now have a plus one bonus to attack in damage rolls and it returns to your hand immediately after you throw it
4: alright and um, does it have the magic property yes okay
1: alright The morning of the next day passes as everybody continues along this one road through the swamps and marshes and the area around you starts to open up a little bit more that's less densely swampy and it's more just the trees that you were used to but maybe you're starting to see some different variety of trees for a warmer climate and there are also roads that are starting to come in from the left and the right that are merging with your main road and more tracks and um best that you can tell from your map you're starting to kind of reach the southern ridge of this great marsh and get to more where the the territory of more like where the giants used to live back in the day 80 years ago
2: are we seeing any like giant landmarks or anything
1: no, um, I mean, you saw, you saw the watchtower and you saw that monastery, so that's kind of how you're kind of gauging where you are on the map and then the change of the trees and stuff. You're figuring you're kind of getting out of the Great Marsh at this point. Is
4: it still continuing to get uh, warmer and warmer as we go?
1: Not as dramatically, but it is pretty warm today. Okay. As the road dips down over the large slope of a hill... You all behold a startling sight in the valley below. A sprawling city teeming with creatures. Mostly from this vantage point you can see the silhouettes of tieflings with the horns and everything. But there are several what look like dwarves and you spot a couple of those cat centaurs and a few towering cyclops above them all and it's at this point Feardas as you guys are standing there, overlooking the city, the ground below you lurches about a foot, and when you look down, you see a perfect circle cut around your feet, and you've been elevated on this little foot-tall pedestal, and you hear a voice in your head that says, Welcome home, Firas. Um. Uh-oh. Do we see this? You probably notice the pedestal You can't hear the voice But Fear Not only do you hear it as if it was there before you Although not through your ears It's not like you have a perception of Spatial awareness around you Like it came from a direction It's just in your head But you also get the sense that you can speak back to it For a limited time only (laughs) It's gonna be mechanically 25 words Do I recognize the voice? No Um home you're gonna say that back in reply yeah home as in a, like you know kind of a question back you get no response your sense of awareness of this ability to speak back is gone it fades um cousins
4: I was just um well in addition to the this thing um which appears to be that rock manipulation magic uh, a voice was sent into my head that said, Welcome home, Vardas." He called me by name.
2: Great, now you're hearing voices too.
4: <laughs> well, not the usual ones. This one was very different.
2: <laughs> uh, Sino will walk over and like knock on the pedestal. Is it just like solid rock? There's nothing mechanical about this once again.
1: Best you can tell, it's the same as when he woke up on that weird throne thingy. <laughs>
2: Oh, shit, so you're being targeted specifically once again. I'm sure this is going to go over super well. So, uh, whatever voice who's speaking to Firdaus, if you can hear me, we don't know what you're talking about. And please leave my cousin alone.
3: Now, please for a second, Sina, let's calm down and try and not communicate with demons or devils or any other things of this nature if we can avoid it.
2: I'm just saying hello and asking it to please leave us alone.
3: <laughs> yes, well, if it makes itself appear, I am absolutely bound to slay it. We cannot be friends with this thing.
4: Honestly, I'm looking at all the friends I wish to keep right now.
3: Feared us, we are on the same page, it would seem. Yes. Sina, cousin, I have not asked much from you. But this is important to me. I know. Thank you.
4: This voice was not one that was known to me. It felt as though I could reply, and and I kind of repeated home back as a question, but it did not answer. And The feeling as though as I
3: could speak back to it faded. These are the type of tricks that outer worlders play on us. When they find that people are vulnerable, they prey upon them. We are out of our element, and this thing knows it. I wonder what it could have meant by home. I've only known but two
4: homes, the one of my childhood and the one of the... of the Circle.
3: This is far away from either. The way that I see it, there are two possibilities. One, it is letting you know that it has no intentions of letting you leave these lands. Or two, it is trying to intimidate us.
4: After you say that bit about uh, intimidating us, I I sort of straighten up my posture and grab tight on my spear and um, kind of shrug it off and uh, begin walking again.
1: The city below you is similar to the Gnomish Watchtower village that you were in, in that it was built around some ancient giant structures. There are several tall stone buildings clearly built by giants, and probably repaired with the strength of the cyclopses that you see walking around. And then, laid in and through in their midst, are several streets and buildings more to scale with the small tieflings and dwarves. I'm gonna post a map in the chat so you can get a lay of the land. In the center of this expansive city is the largest castle you've ever seen. Again, clearly built by giants of old. It looks like it has been expanded upon and the damaged areas appear to have been repaired, but the old architecture is truly something to behold. It's beautiful, like a cathedral. And the last thing to note is that there is currently a massive wall being built around the perimeter of the city, but its construction's only just begun, so most of the city's left open at the outskirts. And the map I posted is just a snippet. There's more to the right and to the
3: left, just houses and stuff. It would appear, my cousins, that we have changed from a mission to a heritage pilgrimage. I'd have to agree with you cousin
2: yeah this
3: is uh
1: an amazing sight
2: it's beautiful I've never seen anything like it
1: not a bad place for me to work certainly better than where I came from yes so it would seem yes the road comes in from the northwest do you guys what do you guys want to do
3: Cousins, where should we start? I don't even know where to begin in a city this large.
2: I think just going straight to the center and working our way out.
4: I would start with the outskirts on this road.
3: Perhaps they would have seen the wagons as they came in. Yes, I was just thinking that they probably would not like us approaching the castle. One thing that strikes me as odd is the this
4: wall they're building on the north towards our country
3: people don't wall in their cities for no reason you guys
1: see the the creatures of, uh, that I described you see mostly tieflings um, a few dwarves um, a couple uh, big cyclops and then a couple of the um, cat centaurs
3: please let's avoid the cat centaurs I hate them <laughs> Uh, Uh,
4: I was just about to flag some down and you say that and uh, then like I lower my hand to the
1: ground (laughs) I don't see any of my fellow gnomes around here they must be working in the palace
3: or in the mines or perhaps they eat you but yes the supplies will be great for your family (laughs) I don't think they eat us
2: or they might just be deeper in the city
3: Probably. Yes, they are definitely deeper in the city. I'm sure we will find them somewhere locked up underground.
1: Gnomes are intellectual and good inventors. They probably want us in the palace to create more of those
3: cameras and things. Or in the mines to find them gems. (laughs) Other riches, perhaps. Or maybe to make weapons of war. Perhaps that's why they are building a wall. If I'm about to get sent to a mine, do me a favor and just step
1: on me.
2: No one is stepping on you.
3: Friend gnome, I will step on you with pleasure. You keep on
4: saying this. I I wonder if he's asking to be stepped on for the pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: He's... He's gonna look at Mads with the, a deep respect and nod his head and say, "I appreciate that, sir."
3: No problem, Pocket J. Nome. <laughs> Around here, we do things for friends. Not
0: every man who would um, oblige another friend by killing him.
3: I have killed many of my friends. <laughs> oh
2: my God. <laughs>
4: Mad Stimitresque. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, start on the road instead of just doing straight to the middle? Pocket Gnome, do you want to be out in the open or do you want to keep riding in my pocket?
1: I might stick with you for now and then as we get closer to the palace, maybe I'll go talk to somebody who knows what's going on.
2: Okay. And she'll put him on her shoulder again if he would like to ride there.
4: Since um, Mads has instructed me not to uh, request the help of the, the cat centaur people, I'm going to flag down the nearest uh, tieflings, and I would like to ask them about our uh, our
1: quarry. As you guys stroll into this city, every tiefling that spots you retreats into a building. Some of them scurry on down the road towards the palace, and only the dwarves are left... Standing in the roads or, or working or doing whatever they're doing.
4: Oh, there are dwarves too. Okay, I'll, I'll flag down a dwarf.
1: Um, Yeah, as you approach, there's this female dwarf tending a garden, and she says,
3: I need to know very important canon about your world, Brian, right now. Do female dwarves have beards? <laughs> Let me know.
1: <laughs> this is going to be left to fate. Three or four of the answers, yes. Oh, <laughs> shit. They went on the floor. D4 on the floor. Listen to the podcast over it. <laughs> their beards grow on their feet. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I rolled
4: a one. They, this particular one does not have a beard.
2: Okay.
4: Um, excuse me. Uh, I was just wondering if we could um, ask you something uh, very quickly.
1: Giants strolling in the scars of kiss. Just walking right in like you in the place. What, are you trying to bring the war back? Um,
4: I, I beg your pardon. Uh, will we... I turn to the others. Were, were we walking in a particularly aggressive manner? Uh, we we were trying to. Um, we're, we've just uh, come here looking for, for some people.
1: I thought yous were supposed to stay up north.
3: Uh, well, there's... Uh, well, the tieflings are also supposed to stay south, but that did not happen.
4: Oh, well, yes. Uh, uh, we're actually looking
1: for some tieflings. That would be a lot of trouble about this. She gestures to the entire city.
3: We are looking for a particular set.
4: <laughs> they came this way atop of uh, an incredibly heavy wagon. It was loaded down with uh, with very
1: expensive ore from our region. All sorts of tieflings coming and going with big wagons. Cat centaurs too. Any
4: fairly recently, like in, in the last couldn't have been much more than a day or two incredibly heavy wagon loaded all the way to the limit possibly even further
1: not my place to keep track of their comings and goings you might ask them over there and she gestures to the first um, giant structure on the along the road Um, thank you thank you is there anything I could give you for your help don't think I could carry it what's in your pocket and she goes back to trimming her roses I lift out Pocket Gnome I'm like, Are you sure? And I shake him a little bit. <laughs> no,
2: we're not giving ah. anyone Pocket Gnome.
4: <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have a. Me and him have a jovial relationship like that.
1: She gives you a look that says, Are you still here? Wow. Okay, we, we won't be troubling you any longer. I'm sorry. As with every city you're ever in, everybody within visual distance of you is just staring at you. Hello! There's only about a block to get to this big giant building, though. Yeah, once everybody starts staring, I'm definitely
4: trying to like divert my look to pretty much looking at the ground. <laughs>
3: I'm going to try and meet eyes with as many people as possible.
2: Cena's <laughs> <laughs> just trying to look as neutral as possible, just going, Hi. If she if she sees anyone like in particular staring at her, she's just gonna be like, Hello.
1: And as mentioned, there are no teeth wings on the road. But as you come to this giant building you can hear pounding. Hammers. It sounds like a blacksmith shop times a hundred.
2: Oh, a forge. I wonder if there are any artificers here.
3: Well, at least the dwarf was very helpful, because the forge would be a good place to sell this.
2: She was very helpful.
4: Perhaps your knowledge of these um these particulars will help us in figuring this out. Um, I, I know very little in the ways of metallurgy.
2: Well, I don't know much about metallurgy, but I know what you can make with metal. And she gives you a big cheesy grin and a thumbs up.
1: As you draw near, you see that the door is... It's a double door, and it's shut. As you kind of get towards... or You can see around the back corner of this opening. Um, Just adjacent to the doors, you can see just around the corner, there's a uh, Cyclops standing there. It's about the size of the one that you saw
3: at the Watchtower City. Greetings, Cyclops. He blinks. We are looking for some tieflings. They would have brought very valuable ore from far north. Tall man is very tall. Tall man have two eyes. Yes, I do. Do you perhaps have a master, someone who is more capable of conversation? One, two. Perfect. Cousin. Would you like to try to reason with this person? Yes. Umbric only have one,
2: and that's very good for you, Umbric. I'm glad that you only have one eye. It seems to be working very well for you.
3: Tell him I'm going to poke his out if he does not tell us where these tieflings are.
2: <laughs> Do you know where we can find the tieflings that came back with this ore?
1: He's smiling and nodding the whole time that you're talking.
3: Can you tell us where? He's still smiling and nodding. Cena, no, he's an idiot. He does not understand what we're asking.
2: Is there can is there anyone else here that we can speak to? Is there someone in charge of supply?
1: He's smiling and nodding. Oh my
2: goodness. <laughs> I'll be just do you want me to, uh, she'll turn back to her cousins and go, do you want me to go into the workshop and see if I can find um, a supervisor, or...
3: Please, cousin, if you could, yes.
2: Okay. Pocket gnome, you can come in with me if you'd like. Yeah, all right. And uh, Sina will also put her uh, raccoon on her other shoulder to just kind of like, hey, I'm I'm an artificer, I'm not just some rando.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) As she's walking in um, like I am going to uh, um, touch her soldier and cast um, enhance ability and give her uh, eagle splendor which will give her advantage on charisma checks for the next hour.
2: Ooh, thank you.
1: As soon as you go to open up this double door the cyclops blocks your path and he's still smiling at you.
2: I'll point to myself and then point through the doors and say, I'd like to go in, please.
3: Big two eyes not loud in. Only little two eyes.
2: Only little two eyes? I have a little two eyes with me. This is Pocket Gnome. And she'll show him Pocket Gnome and be like, I'm his escort. Uh, he doesn't want to go in there without me. I'm kind of his advocate.
4: Oh, I, I can also add something to this. Um, Compared to to me him she little to I <laughs> And I
1: point out that she's shorter than uh <laughs> than me and Mads. His face kind of scrunches up and he says "Add Covid
2: Ad
3: advocate okay. Ad-
2: okay. Advocate? Advocate Yes
3: Big Two Eyes use funny word
2: No I'm little <laughs> two eyes.
3: Yeah. To them? Her little two eyes.
4: <laughs> we big two eyes. <laughs> As we're laughing, I start to stare at both of them and like.
3: Ad Kubi, humble like Ad COVID I propose we go somewhere else before I knock them both unconscious. <laughs>
2: I could at least... I could still try. I mean, I seem to be making better progress than I was two minutes ago.
3: <laughs> there is no progress, Cena. You have gotten <laughs> them to mispronounce something that you are technically trying to be, but we are getting nowhere. If we are not going to be able to recognize the ore that might have been sold, we will have to find a manifest. Or... We will have to figure out where it was actually sold and who is actually in charge. They appear to not be here at this moment. Cena. the whole time that
1: Mads is droning on to you, this cyclops looks at you and he waves, even though you're standing a foot from him.
2: She waves back. <laughs> 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 she just says to Mads, I mean, if I can speak to... If I can talk to the person in charge of inventory, they might know. If they've gotten any shipments of strange things or rare things within the past few days, any artificer or metal worker worth their salt will know something like that.
1: He said two-eyed little people are allowed. I don't mind trying to go in if you guys want me to ask them something.
2: I, d- I don't want you to go in by yourself, though, your Pocket Gnome. It's kind of... I don't know. its It's sketchy at best.
4: Uh, she's right Um, better take somebody with you and I placed down my pocket gnome too (laughs) (laughs)
2: great we're turning over both of our pocket gnomes at the same time it's
1: probably hot in there
2: I'm going to pick up a rock from the ground and turn it into a sending stone
1: oh
3: wow
2: and I'm going to do this three times and I'm going to give one to each of the pocket gnomes and keep one and I'm going to say, use this if you need to contact us. And if you find anything out, use it as well. We'll come back and get you if something goes sour. And she she, she picked up the tiniest rocks that she possibly could to her. <laughs> so that they're, like, maybe fist-sized to them. Okay. But something easy for them to conceal. So, like, teeny, teeny, teeny rocks.
1: <laughs> Will do. When you... Place these pebbles in these hands and they turn to look up at the Cyclops and then they, they kind of go and knock on the door. He's gonna step aside and kind of bl- get between you and them, Sina, and then he's gonna crack the door just a smidge and they can easily fit through and then he closes it behind them. He turns around and then he smiles at you.
2: Okay. Thank you, Amrit
1: you get a message immediately on your sending stone and it says uh, what are we asking them?
2: shit okay alright it's 25 words so give me a second you're asking them if you have received any rare ore from up north delivered by tieflings in last three days
1: yours was a reply that starts to diminish the more that you speak you can feel that your uh, words are coming to an end and uh, once it's gone you don't hear a reply but you have confidence that you were able to get your message through
2: okay
4: I like the idea that they were with us through all these conversations and had like no
1: idea when they uh (laughs) they had the attention span of Brian (laughs) you guys just gonna hang out guess we can walk outside and
4: get some air and just sort of observe things going on. Or at least for Doss will.
3: I'm gonna wait right here.
1: Okay, here Doss. <laughs> here Doss, you, you, you roll perception for me.
3: Alright, first
1: roll of the session. That is a 8 plus, plus 4, so 12. Um, you notice two things as you're standing here watching the world go by. You notice that Some of the cat centaurs are going from building to building, pulling bundles from their um, saddlebags and inserting them into containers propped on posts. The containers all have lids on the front, which flap open or close shut. The second thing you notice is you can see that there are some gnomes being escorted by some tiefling guards. They come walking uh, down one of the other roads across from you uh, to the east. And you can see as they're, a t- they're escorted by the tiefling guards and they disappear around the far side of the castle. And they are the only gnomes you've seen in the entire city so far, besides your pocket gnomes. I'm going to wild
4: shape into a, uh, a ferret. And um, t- take off in, in their direction to follow them and try to remain um, unnoticed. Okay. And so, uh, do you need me to roll for self?
1: Well, they've already disappeared behind the castle wall, according to my description, so you're going to have to kind of book it. Um, yeah,
4: that's what I'm going for, is booking it to close the distance and then try to catch up with them. Okay, why don't you give me an athletics check? Alright. Ten, so twenty-six. Actually, I would be using a ferret stats for um for those things, it's just the mind stats that say the same. Just bear with me, real quick. Gotta
1: open the monster manual. While you're doing that, Cena uh, S- he's been standing there observing the city go by. So a short time has passed. You hear a tiny rap at the door, and um, the Cyclops perks up. It's he's kind of been staring at you in a in a daydreamy daze, and he kind of shakes his head and he opens the door crack, and they come walking out. And then they kind of wait for you to pick them up so that they don't have to shout <laughs> to for you to hear them.
2: Pick up the pocket gnomes. <laughs> anything interesting? Sorry, it's
1: kind of hard to hear you. There's a lot going on in there. There's a loud noises and banging of hammers.
2: Very fair. Is and she'll like bring them up a little bit closer to her face. Did you see anything interesting?
1: No, just a lot of weapons and some uh, cool bow and arrow things on these big rolly carts. Never seen anything like it, tell the truth.
3: They're preparing for war, Cena.
2: Did you get the chance to talk to anyone?
1: Yeah, we asked about your medals. Uh... And the other one will say, mm, Yeah, um, they get
0: regular shipments of, uh, what they call it, Adam Ad-
2: Adamantine?
0: That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: This is very bad. I'm pretty sure that's what they said,
1: adamantine. They said that's the rarest metal they get. And they was trying to work out some sort of deal with us if we knew of anyone with supplies, but we we didn't know what to tell them.
3: And I've never seen this stuff myself. Mm-hmm. This is not good. I'm starting to believe that these awful magics might be more related to these tea things and dwarves than we might have earlier believed
1: they were offering a good price for them too I wish I knew somebody that had some of this uh, Adam whatever because I
3: might not have to go into service I might just be able to sell them that and Mr. Gnome, Mr. Gnome if you could please just excuse my cousin and I to speak for a moment
2: yeah we'll be, we'll right. be right back
3: thank you Cena. Yeah. We are in grave danger. We have walked into the lion's den, and now I am not positive that we are going to walk back out unharmed. The real question is, do we strike preemptively, or do we wait for the ambush?
2: I think right now we wait.
3: After
1: you say... I think right now we wait. Why don't you both give me perceptions real quick?
2: Oh shit! Please, fourteen.
1: Uh, thirteen. As you're discussing this, you both glance over to kind of get an answer from Firdaus, see what he thinks, and he's gone.
2: Oh shit! Firdaus? Well,
4: now we definitely do wait. Yeah, and so, by the way, uh, with the weasel stats, my uh, athletics would have been 13.
1: Okay, give me a perception.
4: All right. And then uh, they have uh, keen hearing and smell. Okay, that's good to know.
1: Okay. And that is a natural 20.
2: Hey! Okay.
1: In your tiny size, you book it Right across, like through people's Yards, through alleyways And breezeways, you don't even pay attention To the roads, you just beeline towards where you Saw these people going, and you Can kind of see there's these trees All the way around the castle, this is the whole Perimeter of this grassy lawn is Surrounded by trees, so you try to get Kind of where you can see, and There's nothing So you revert to um, Smelling the road For tracks, and you can It it seems like somebody freshly walked because of how strong the scent is, and you can trail them to the eastern side of this castle lawn. And then... Do you want to follow these tracks? Are you still going to pursue this?
4: Yeah, I'm trying to track down those uh, gnomes to see where they're being taken. And so I'd probably be trying to focus in on the smell of the gnomes.
1: Yeah, um... It's a, it's two unique smells. I mean, you, you can't necessarily identify what they belong to, but you saw party of tieflings, party of gnomes, you assume it's two and yep. two. So um, the smell veers off the road along kind of a, a little rock path through this grassy lawn and into one of the side doors of this massive palace, the eastern side door.
4: Is there any sort of um, thing around that looks like a, uh, a weasel could fit in because I'm a regular size weasel I'm not like a giant weasel or anything
1: um this whole palace is massive stone slabs <laughs> and so <laughs> even if there was a crack it's not like it was worn through enough to get all the way into the inside of the castle like these are thick boys okay any
4: open windows or or anything maybe doors that are hinged um in a way that, like, I could fit under the bottom or something. Why don't you give me a higher low? You know what? I'll go high this time.
1: It's gonna be a little snug, but you think that you can probably uh, squeeze through the crack of this door's threshold.
4: Okay. Yeah, I would like to do that, and then, um, immediately start, uh, for one, look to see if anybody sees me come in, and then after that, start to sniff the air and see if I can Catch the scent of the gnomes again
1: As you squeeze Beneath this door The corridors and thresholds of this castle Are enormous Especially as a weasel Mm -hmm. Um, You'd think if you were to Turn back to a giant you'd be pretty comfortable You wouldn't even have to duck your head through these doorways Which is kind of a novelty for you In some of the places you've been recently But uh, you Can see that there's a few Of these tieflings walking around You don't get any sign of the ones you were trailing It's almost like a library in here Everything's just hushed tones And echoey footsteps And as you follow this scent Give me a stealth check
4: Alright That is a 14 plus 3,
1: 17 Good enough you're able to trace this down this long corridor, and you're kind of sticking to the corner of this, uh, the wall and the floor, and going below benches and stuff.
4: <clears throat> yeah, and I'm like trying to like find spots of like shadow, and then like, you know, when a shadow is long, I like stay, you know, long and stretched out, and when <laughs> a shadow's thin, I like, you know, inch up like an inchworm, <laughs> and then like, and I'm just darting from one to the other, but still trying to like keep
1: a decent speed up while I'm doing it. Okay. The trail leads you all the way down this corridor to another door. And then from there, I think you can squeeze through that one. And then you see it go down a flight of stone steps. Um, What's it smell like down there? It's a mixture of very strong perfuminess mixed with decay. Have you been around death much? Yeah, like uh,
4: not specifically like, the deaths of other giants, but definitely the deaths of other, you know, creatures and things of, you know, death is part of life in the in
1: the realm of nature, so. It's like a dead animal or an animal that's been out in the wilderness a long time and then has been laying there in the sun, except holy shit, it's strong. hmm
4: And that perfuminess, am I guessing that it's the same kind of perfuminess of the evil thing that we've encountered
1: several times? there's no question about it okay
4: like i kind of do this thing where i like you know uh, like i hop up on my back legs and I'm, i'm like almost standing up as the the weasel for a second and like i start to go back down the stairs to follow and then i like have second thoughts and then i start to move back towards the door that i crawled under and then i shake my head again and and start to go back down the stairs um this time even slower. I'm not, like, you know, in a full-on run or whatever. I'm trying to be really stealthy and going down, like, one stair at a time. Can you see in the dark?
1: Um, no, it doesn't have dark vision. You're following your nose, your vision, your the feel of the steps, and, uh, it's growing darker and darker as the, the crack underneath the door is was letting in light, but you're getting beyond that now, and you hear the, the sound of muffled voices echoing through this, it's kind of a spiral staircase, and they're coming up. The closer that you get, the more that you can hear. It sounds like little voices protesting and more, more full-bodied voices replying. And it sounds like the little voices you can hear saying things like, are you sure about this? What exactly are we doing? Where exactly are we going? Why does it smell like that? And then there's all these um, kind of reassuring tones, but in a language that you don't understand. And then as you get further down the spiral, you see the light starting to glow. Do you want to proceed?
4: So quick question. Those, uh, the voices that I understand, there's probably a long shot. Do I recognize either of those? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep on cautiously going towards the light. I want to actually see what's going on down
1: there. You continue down this spiral staircase. And when you come around the corner and you see the stone steps stop and turn to kind of just a tile flooring, but it's very rough and crude tile, and you come around and you see it's one of the pits that you saw before with the whale bones, it's the same setup, and there's these two tieflings that are standing there with a couple gnomes, and on the opposite side of it, and all around kind of the perimeter of this circular room, are just bodies of tieflings, of dwarves, of animals, and they're just stacked there. My eyes, uh, go down... (laughs) super big and a tiny little petal, pebble of
4: poop comes out of my butt <laughs> and then like I am going to uh, scurry back up the steps and try to tell uh, Mads and, and see no what's going
1: on Roll me one more stealth at disadvantage probably so if you're gonna really for reals run Alright
4: uh, So <laughs> the first one was a 15 the second one was a nat 1 <laughs>
1: the moment that you squiggle under this first door into this big open corridor the uh, tieflings spot you and they're like these particular ones you understand their language they say uh, oh shit we have more rodents this is not good (laughs) Um, you kind of see their faces are a little bit gleeful as they start pulling out their weapons and they're going to fire upon you with just their little crossbows
4: um, And I'm still trying to scurry under the door And it's just because I'm
1: scared It's hard to fit under (laughs) You're in the corridor with them But you're going to have to get across They're like standing in this corridor You got to get past them to the far door To get outside of this castle
4: Oh okay so I did make it Outside of the spot with the spiral steps I got caught after that After I was in the top part of the castle Is what you're saying Correct okay um so uh yeah if that's the case then um yeah I'm gonna start running and zigzag and, and try to uh dodge the um the crossbow bolts.
1: <laughs> the first one was a twenty-three, the second was a dirty twenty.
4: Okay, so uh so yeah I get hit and I have one hit point, so I refer revert back to Ferdos at that
1: moment. <laughs> Okay, I won't even roll for hit points then Yeah, this uh, this arrow strikes you Right through the center And you immediately start to grow
4: You'll need to uh, roll the damage Because uh, the damage will carry over Oh,
1: gotcha Seven total piercing
4: Okay, so I take six
1: damage These tieflings' eyes go from the floor and then they slowly pan up into the ceiling and they stare up at you as you fill the space of this corridor and their mouths kind of go agape. And then they both take off running down one of the side passages. Yeah,
4: I'm going to, uh, run past them. And yeah, I'm just running for that door to get back outside.
1: No problem. And, uh you test it inside out it's unlocked you swing it open
4: alright yeah like I'm going to like yeah just like literally sparta kick that door open and then um like as I leave I'm going to um like intentionally kind of make a footmark that I'm turning left and then as uh, soon as I do like hopefully that was gonna make a big rut in the dirt or whatever and then um I'm going to uh cast wild shape again and wild shape into a spider And then just crawl up onto the wall, and oh shit! (laughs) Hopefully, go
1: unnoticed. (laughs) Yeah, um, like I said before, all the tieflings that when you came into town, they call them all went indoors, and so the only ones that would have seen you have been the dwarves and the cat centaurs, and they've seemed pretty Mm -hmm. lackadaisical. So, I don't think you have an issue um, scurrying up the wall.
4: All right, cool. And do I see a bunch of tieflings run out the door shortly after trying to run in pursuit? How long would you like to wait? Um, I'm definitely going to still continue to go like crawl along the wall, you know, northward so that I can, you know, get to where I can feel like when the coast is clear, I can um, actually, you know, make a break for it and um, get back to my cousins where wherever they're at because they're they're northwest of me right
1: correct and by the time that you get around this northern wall to where you can visually see your cousins down the blocks from you nothing's happened
4: okay so since you're giving me this wide open path and like you know this is probably pretty rules bendy but like spiders uh can do this thing where they like you know just kind of spin some web and let the air take it and they can kind of fly like that, like a kite. <laughs> I would like to do that over to my cousins <laughs> so I don't have to walk all the way there and risk being stepped on.
1: Uh, roll me a d8 and hold on a second. One. Two, I think an 8 is going to be the northwest. That's which way the breeze is blowing. Okay. That's a 6. You could go <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You could go east. That's the best you could do. Alright, well, uh, that's
4: not gonna help me out very much. So, uh, yeah, like, I, um, spin the web and, and have it start to go, but then the the wind goes the other way, and I'm like, fuck, and so I just cut that one loose, and just, like, shrug my little spider's sh- uh, shoulders and just start crawling, um, <laughs> crawling towards that way. i want to get as, like, close as I can in my wild shape before, like, reverting back to a giant, and I don't want to... Like be seen turning into a giant and um, and going towards my cousins. Like so, gotcha. even if it takes a while, I'll just uh just spider walk it there.
1: Gotcha. Like I said, everything's been peaceful aside from your encounter in the castle, so you have no problem getting there. And uh, Mads and Cena, you just been chilling.
3: Uh, we're waiting for Dust to come back. Cena told me to wait, so I'm not destroying anything yet. <clears throat>
1: Uh, right there before you, eventually, after probably 15, 20 minutes has gone by. It'll be much longer
4: than 15 minutes for a spider climbing (laughs) its way from the the castle over to (laughs) them.
1: Listen, I have kind of an arachnophobia. To me, spiders can go 100 miles an hour.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. From now on, transform into a a giant spider. We will crawl on top of you. We'll go anywhere at 100 miles an hour. We've got this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to get a lance and we are going to dominate things <laughs>
4: <laughs> anyways I get to them and um, I'm still in my uh, spider shape and I, I crawl up on Cena's <laughs> shoulder and uh, I'm like we have a problem
2: <gasps> oh jeez but <What>? yes Firdaus <laughs> is that you?
4: yes I, I'm on your shoulder I'm, I'm in a spider shape shape right now um
2: i thought so she'll give you her uh, finger to crawl on
4: okay yeah i crawl on it and yeah i'm like doing all sorts of hand gestures as i'm talking <laughs> to her and stuff and by the way i look like one of those
1: uh cute spiders with the little mustaches
2: <laughs> little wolf spiders oh yeah okay
1: are you doing hand gestures with like four of your arms yeah
4: with as many <laughs> as i need to try to you know <laughs> uh, explain what happened and i i go through the whole thing and and end up, you know, wrapping up with uh, the piles of bodies and the um, big whalebone things and, and the smell and all that kind of stuff. And that's all I have to say about that.
3: I assume Cena relays this information? Yes. Well, you're close enough you'd probably be able to hear me now, too, because I'm, I'm speaking out loud, so... We have a huge problem, Cousins. I am honor-bound to go and stop whatever is going on below that palace. I do not expect that you come along. If you wish to return where we came from, I will understand. But I must go. Cousins, the gods have put us all here at this moment. We are all duty-bound. I was hoping you would say that. Sina. What about you?
2: We're here. We need to get what needs done, done, while we can.
3: Fat bard! What about you?
0: I'm here to record what goes on, but I don't know if I want to get too close. I might just stay in the back of the party, and if fighting goes down, uh, uh, you wouldn't want your guys recording your deaths to die, would you? I
3: don't think you want me to answer that. (laughs) Bogdana
1: <laughs> I will go with you you may need my skills and she looks over at the fat bard with like <laughs> god. this guy
3: contempt yeah
2: oh my god the love of my life
3: <laughs> <laughs> the only plan I have is to assault the palace head on we might be able to get in but getting out will be harder
4: Cousin, you mentioned earlier that sometimes it's... more opportune to, uh... to wait... to catch your prey... and do it the way you'd like to. Perhaps this is one of those occasions.
3: Fearless, my concern... is the longer that we wait... whatever it is that they're feeding... grows more powerful.
4: Well... I know the entrance that they used... To take those gnomes down there. Perhaps if we keep a close eye on it, we can make sure that they're not feeding it too much. In the meantime, while we concoct some sort of a plan. Roll perceptions.
2: That's never good. Don't say that to us.
4: 17.
1: Okay, so it's just a 13 for me.
2: Natural 20.
1: As you are standing here discussing this with Firdas in his spider form, you see in the background from the entrance of the castle to the south, around the road from the perimeter of trees, there's a procession of some tieflings, some dwarves, and four cyclops. And they're all walking towards you. Giants March is a production by the Time to Die Podcast Network. It's one of our many different stories. If you'd like to find out more, visit timetodierpg.com. If you're enjoying the show, we would be ever so grateful for a review on your favorite podcatcher, or a shout-out on social media. Post about us on Reddit or Twitter. Share us with a friend. Whatever you can do to let people know that we exist and that you think our shows are worth a listen. If you would like to support us financially, you can pledge monthly at patreon.com/slash time to die Or you can give us a one-time donation at ko-fi.com/slash time to die Wanna hang out with us? We have a Discord server. The link is in the episode description, or you can find it at our time to die website. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at time to die rpg. Find us on Reddit at r/slash time to die rpg. Tim who plays mads is on Twitter at idograbyourgun. grabyourgun. Chris, who plays Firdas, is on Twitter at ChrisReillyLCP. Aubrey, who plays Cena is on Twitter at AubreyGray1. That's A-U-B-R-E-E-G-R-A-Y and the number one. And I, Brian Bridges, the GM of this campaign, am on Twitter at ManlyBrian. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Giants March.